0: Hey, uh, Jimmy Valentine, that was a really great game-winning score you had there at the sporting
1: event. Yeah, thanks. I really appreciate that. You can look for that card really soon at Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. They got tons of sports memorabilia.
0: Jimmy Valentine, RKO Radio News. Jimmy, what makes Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics your favorite comic store in the Colorado area?
1: I'm telling you, forget about it. A comic collector like me, I can save 20% on a hold slot. Duh. Plus, it's hard for me. I'm on the road all the time. If I want the Amazing Spider-Man and I'm not around, it's in my hold slot. Jimmy Valentine, what do you have to say
0: about your recent allegations about steroid use?
1: <laughs> I'm not going to answer that question, but I am going to tell you that if I want to get Magic the Gathering cards, I go to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. <laughs> the little squirt, Jimmy Jr. he loves those. So go to 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Nevada, Colorado. They'll take really good care of you. Hold on, Jimmy. One more, Jimmy, question. One more question. Wait, Jimmy. no, no, don't go yet. Yeah. Does
0: this sound familiar? You're interested in purchasing that new action figure, but aren't sure if it's worth it? Well, come check out PlasticExplosion.com, where you can go to find all the latest and greatest action figure previews and reviews. Every week, they'll be bringing you reviews and picks from your favorite collections, such as DC Universe, Masters of the Universe Classics, Marvel Universe, Star Wars, Transformers, and many more. Come check us out at PlasticExplosion.com. That's PlasticExplosion.com. Barbecue that can't be beat, try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust, full flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoke and taste on everything you eat, try new Birdman Smoke and Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores Ruff's Barbecue and Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop off Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ.
1: Welcome to the podcast. I am Ryan. To my right is James. And this week on our incredible filmmaking interviews, we have Dylan Kohler, who directed a, a wrote and directed, I'm sorry, a short called Chili, which was at the Telluride Horror Show, which was my favorite short from the show. Um, and he was so it, he was so cool to sit down with us because I was so worried, you know, just like Raphael, he had a great short, too. I was so I'm always so worried that I have to watch these movies and sit down with these filmmakers and pretend that I like them. Um but I really like this one. Uh And he was he was the first one. He sort of sat down
0: and warmed us all up and all of
1: a sudden we were like at a convention
0: ready to go. It was really neat.
1: Exactly. Uh he the the cool thing about Chili is it's kind of a film noir. It's not straight up horror. Um the it starts off as kind of a 1950s educational film about refrigeration yeah. and there's a talking ice cube in it that's animated and voiced by Tom Kenny who is the voice of Spongebob Squarepants <laughs> um, and it's really good and if you want to hear someone who made it talk about it then please listen to Dylan because he probably tells a story better than I do. Awesome welcome to the Telluride Horror Show again I am Ryan that's James that's Brad and we are sitting with I'm Dylan Kohler. Dylan Kohler, you did a really cool short film here um, called Chili. Thank you. Um, Do you want to talk to us a little bit about the process of making Chili?
2: Um, Sure. Let me see. I've been making short films with some friends of mine. We have sort of a a collective group called CoLab. And uh, a few of us went to film school together. Some others didn't. And it was just like a way to practice. And somebody will come with an idea, we'll write it, and then we'll we'll do it. Um, This one got a little more elaborate than the rest of them because... uh, a, it was the first one that was going to involve animation, so I knew, all right, I treat this a little more seriously. And I, I really liked the idea. Um, had the idea, and then we shot it over a weekend after oh, some wow. planning, obviously. <laughs> yeah, you know,
1: what, what, uh, what really s- struck me about it is it starts off as uh, like kind of an educational film. And it's it's really it's like cute and I, I'll be honest when we were coming up here and we were looking at the program yours was the film I wanted to see because <laughs> hey, because of per-
2: my new best friend
1: Ryan <laughs> <laughs> right because the still I'm like this seems really out of place in a yeah. horror f- show
2: yeah it's odd in fact it's um it's gotten most traction now with these horror things and it's funny because you know it's definitely sort of horrific and but I had Approach it as far more just being weird, you know, mm. than something horror. I'm, I I scare easily, so you know I don't do <laughs> horror movies that much. Um, but yeah, it's uh, to me what fascinated me about doing it most was the idea of going from that educational thing into film noir, and obviously it gets really dark at the end. And the other part of that is not only can I change, could could would it be possible to change genres? But I wanted to know can I really. Mm sort of screw up the, the tone
1: and will the audience still hang with it were you inspired by um, Tales from the Crypt by any chance because to me it kind of has that feel where um, the actor in it he portrays a guy who you, you know there's something wrong with him yeah. and it starts off kind of you know silly and goofy but then it takes us really dark train and you can you can see it as soon as Chili mentions something about keeping meat cold yeah. and his, <laughs> the guy's mood changes instantly isn't um, it
2: great that my lead is uh, Frank Picciullo and he he uh, he nailed it right from the, the casting session. Um, I, I, I think I was inspired probably from uh, Tales of the Crypt, but also The Twilight Zone, mm. and as I was doing research from those educational films. I mean, they're already sort of heightened, and they have their own weird vibe to them. So it doesn't take much to kind of tweak the weirdness. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of fun to actually watch it in these um, horror festivals, too, because... The audiences are so tuned to, all right, bring me the weirdness. What's what's yeah. going to happen here? And when you don't, it's uh,
1: it's a bit more of a surprise, too. Because you don't, um, the horror doesn't come from you know violence. It doesn't come from a monster. Right. Um, it, it seems like it's kind of rooted, besides the talking ice cube, in some sort of a reality where you you relate to this guy and you think he's just going to commit suicide. That's what I got, and then it takes a really dark turn. And to me, I think that's more scary. Than just oh I'm going to rip your guts out.
2: Oh uh, thank you. I'm, I'm so, I, that actually scares me more. And boy that's a, that's a great tribute because the stuff that I find most haunting is is the stuff that's very psychological that you can see oh now I see the whole backstory where where you ask the audience to fill in all the blanks and mm-hmm. do the work because then and I mean the, the script is is obviously very fantastical with the you know, talking ice cube and so on but it all sort of makes sense too if you look at it i hope
1: oh yeah i mean because i mean right away even with the title card you know you see the educational part and um and the gentleman who plays the ice cube oh, is yeah. a very prolific voice actor that
2: yeah, is that is tom kenny and boy were we lucky to have him um and his wife jill Talley. it was sort of a two for one special um i used to do animation a long time ago i was worked for disney was very low in the ranks but i kept People kept asking me, are you going to do something that involves animation? I thought, I don't know, maybe I could do something, but my animation is so, my skills have degraded so much. What could I do that would be the simplest thing to do? And I thought, oh, I could do a cube. And thank heavens I didn't end up doing the animation. Uh, My friend Ken Duncan, his studio, ended up doing the animation, Uh, did an amazing, like, world-class job. And in the course of um, working with them... Through their network, they actually know Tom Kenny, who's done uh, the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants and a zillion other voices. And um, Tom read the script, said he'd do it, and he brought Jill in to do the voice of the wife as well.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, what's great, too, is, I mean, he does a reading where he's this happy-go-lucky ice cube, chilly, but when the the main character, he starts going buddy, starts going little off the deep end, his mood changes and he's constantly trying to say, "Oh no, you know, I'm just an ice cube, you know, don't don't do this to me." And and Buddy's just losing it, and it's it's a great play. And um, can you talk the the ice cube fits in the story like the colors and everything, and the animation is so well. Um, how does that how did that play? Did you have like a stand in for him for uh, the actor to play off of?
2: We did. It was uh, it was very much an an effects shoot where we we shot the the live action stuff in two days. And um, my art director, Darby uh, O'Neil, who's also one of the producers with Ian Camacho, she um, basically built uh, for me an armature. And I'd use that armature to you know, kind of get eye lines and for us to work out lighting and everything. And then we'd even give those as reference to, um, to Duncan's studio. Uh, it's you know I, I hadn't never done sort of a VFX shot, but I'd read enough about it that I figured, all right, this is how hard can that be, right? And then fortunately, I'm surrounded by really talented people. Not only Duncan Studio doing the the animation um, and uh, uh, the composite, but um, our gaffer Brian Sorbo came from visual effects himself. He had a background, and on that last shot. Um, we ran into a little difficulty because, of course, our amazing st- stunt woman, Jill Brown, was in frozen water. I mean, it was just about oh, frozen was real ice. It really. was real ice water. She's, you know, worked on Titanic, and, you know, she's been a stunt woman for years. And she said afterwards, that was literally the hardest stunt I had to do in my 14 <laughs> years. And, you know, despite her best efforts in that cold water, like a finger would move or we'd see a little ripple. And Brian Sorbo took me aside afterwards and said, you know, um... I might be able to help you. I've got some compositing skills and maybe we can work out those little, those glitches. And uh, sure enough, he, he, he did some visual effects that just kind of make that look absolutely still there. Oh yeah.
1: I mean, it's, it's scary. Yeah, it really is. is, um, Because like I said, it takes a totally different tone that you would never expect. And I, it just, so you you mentioned earlier that uh, you worked for Disney. What's uh, what other backgrounds do you have um, as far as filmmaking? What intrigues you as a filmmaker? Is it just something strikes a chord with you and you decide to make it? Because Chile, I would never have the uh, I don't know um, what, what am I looking for talent to think of that. And uh,
2: <laughs> well, it, it's definitely bizarre. And um, I do I don't know. I, I guess I'm I'm a big fan of of things that are a little more unusual or a little um, little innovative where I get excited by the idea I'm a, a fan of Charlie Kaufman as a screenwriter in part because of that he'll you know find things that just have a little different approach um and as far as my background g- goes I um, I was a, like an animation nerd as a kid and um in fact I would go to the library and this is I'm so old that it used to be like a card catalog instead <laughs> of uh, <laughs> online and I'd first look up animation in the card catalog and I'd find all the animation books And uh, that eventually led to a job at Disney, but I had also done a computer science degree um, in college. And so half of the time I was in story, and then I was working on computers. And so anyway, I have sort of a technical background that kind of um, is where my career really went. Like I said, I animated briefly, but then jumped off that bandwagon after Beauty and the Beast. yeah, so it's a, it's sort of a mishmash of a career, and maybe that's why I like mishmashes of films.
1: <laughs> and, and does that help you as directing being from a technical background? Because you understand maybe shots better and what needs to be accomplished in a shot?
2: I think it does, although I think the the best training I've had has been um, the other degree I did in college besides computer science was creative writing, and I think that's what's fueled my love, even when I've worked on movies that I really haven't liked, is it's always been about like how do we tell a story really well And I found that as I've been working with all these friends who are so talented, is that all of us, I mean, the best people will bring all their amazing technical skills to just like, all right, now I think I know what's supposed to happen in the scene. How do we make that, get that emotion across? And so, you know, I guess when it's really working well, and it really was on Chile um, for us, all of our technical things just sort of recede into the background, and we're trying to, you know, get that moment in the end where people are like,
1: what the hell? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I, I'll be, when I was watching it and I saw the little trail of water, I was hoping that Chili escaped. And,
2: uh. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I blame Tom Kenny for that. He is such an engaging actor and such a great voice that... Um, I find my, I think we all are disappointed when Chili goes. <laughs> I, I was really sad. <laughs> it was a sequel because
1: he like puts him in a coffin for lack of so a better word. And uh, I,
2: I get the blame for Tom's charisma. <laughs> <laughs> killing an ice cube that didn't deserve it. He was just trying to help. <laughs> he exactly.
1: really was. Um, another aspect I thought was great about it too is it's only five minutes, and yeah. you get the. You, you mentioned it before, but is it hard to get someone to? have that much emotion and bring that out in them in five minutes to tell the story of what happened because I didn't even... I mean, the voiceover for the wife doesn't come until the last minute, 30 seconds. And I I knew his wife left him. And for some reason, I just knew that this is why (laughs) this guy is distraught. Um, Is that hard to accomplish in such a short amount of time or do you find it liberating because it's so concise and you don't have to worry about it.
2: Well, it's difficult but I think that's what I, r- really draws me to shorts too is like you really have to be very meticulous about planning everything out. And this one was animation. Animation is always meticulous but um, in a short, um, especially if you want to get it done quickly, you really have to start planning. Like how am I, I going to reveal these pieces of information one after the other? Um, we've been treating all these shorts as like uh, practice for our feature films uh, hopefully next year will be our first and uh i think it's good i think it's good training cuz um yeah it just becomes uh, kind of a, how do you solve a puzzle in a you know a feature will be a marathon but i think it's the same sort of process
1: so too i, I guess in a short too is is the the pace is almost is it more important than in a feature or is a feature the pace more important because I think sometimes in a short, you go in knowing it's a short. So right. if it's not paced properly, then it's horrible. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna say any names but last <laughs> night it was there was one movie. It was twenty two minutes. I'm like, this is like an hour and a half. Uh, I don't it's know torture. it is. um so is is that something that you really have to worry about in a short? I think
2: especially so for short, exactly for, for that reason. I mean, n- nowadays, people are we're watching them online, and I think personally we all have a tolerance for like, all right, I'll, I'll sit through this for a couple of minutes. If you don't grab my attention, then, uh, you know, I'm going to click over to this window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and so if, if anything, it requires even more um, attention to that. But uh, I don't know. I I, I imagine I'm I'm just, I have no idea at this point, but I think... The same problems can exist for for a feature. Best features I've seen, you'll you'll give them the first ten minutes to kind of mm-hmm. w- warm you up, but you know that uh, you're willing to do that if they've hooked you fairly early on. So I don't know. I'm hoping there's something I can learn from this. <laughs> <sort of thing. laughs> well, I think you're on the
1: right way because I mean the tone is a set immediately. I mean it's black and white. Um, it has a film noir kind of feel right. to it. Um, and then, I mean, like I said, the the chilly part is just—I uh, think it's the the big hook in it. Yeah, it's so engaging. You know, cause the, the you know, because the the character—you know—he's sad, but then this goofy ice cube just comes up and. I uh, mean, I just I just can't help but beam over this movie because it's one I really wanted to see I'm and that, so it, glad. that it met my expectations. Is-
2: and do you, do you know what really um, means a lot to me is the fact that you actually felt that emotion at the end. I mean, one of the, the, the risks that I thought in this, and it's still very fun for me to watch with a live audience and like see how they respond. One of the risks is it goes from this sort of lighthearted, wacky, educational film thing to something that's pretty dark. Mm-hmm. And... There are a lot of emotions an audience could feel about that. If if you're successful, they feel like you know the way you did. But my fear was they're just gonna be pissed off that you've gone from something that's really sort of fun, and you're like, wait, this was supposed to be such and such, and you've Mm -hmm. you've messed it up. Um, But it it's fun to to see it with an audience because apparently people are willing to go along for the ride.
0: Was this the first time you saw it with an audience?
2: No, I actually have now seen it. I mean with an audience of people that I don't know, which is right. a totally <laughs> different thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I think I've now seen it uh five or six. It's it started catching on at festivals. cool And um, I can't I'd love to reveal some of the big festivals it's getting into, but uh um, I, I to me it's been sort of a discovery of seeing um, the festival circuit. It um, played well at Fantastic Fest in Austin, where I'd never been before. And this festival has been a total discovery for me. I mean, I would come back in a flash. It's awesome. Uh, I mean, been I'll, really I'll, fun. an excuse for Telluride anyway, but um, <laughs> it's just a, it's a really fun, fun festival did you have a question?
0: Yeah, you mentioned you're working on a longer, a feature, full feature film. Is there anything you can tell us about that, or is it still kind of got keeping it under wraps?
2: Um, probably under wraps. I, I'm so bad at marketing. If I were better, I'd be plugging it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, this is going to be another sort of shoestring family friend money Kickstarter thing, and so uh, the whole thing's sort of up in the air, and. I don't want to jinx it by saying, yeah, we'll be uh, out next Christmas and come see it at this point. Um, It will be weird again to some degree. It's uh, um, maybe a little more traditional, but it has sort of science fiction
1: um, at its basis. Did you write this one too? Yes, I did. So uh, what do you get more um, joy out of, directing or writing? Or is a whole creative process, something you enjoy. That's it, actually. To me, um, I actually
2: went to American Film Institute in screenwriting, and uh, I discovered directing only only afterwards, really. And to me, that's become the greatest joy is actually seeing something you've written morph, and you doing the morphing. You know, knowing where where you want it to go, seeing the limitations, seeing the constraints, seeing all the the um, opportunities of of uh, people you're going to work with, and locations, and all that sort of stuff, and and. Making it all happen in the end, um, to me the, the ride. I mean, it, it's it's exhausting. You know, even preparing just for those two days was exhausting. So I can't imagine a feature, but it's such a gratifying experience to have this sort of collective mind working on it. Um, our group again is called Collab, and we get. You know, somebody will come up with a script, and then someone will shoot it, and somebody does craft services, and I don't know, it's the best way of sort of playing
1: with grown-ups that I've, I've had. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a, a time when you've written something, and you've had a voice in your head, and how the character would sp- would... You would expect the character to be play, and someone came in and just knocked it out of the park, and was way better than you. Oh my ever god! Owned.
2: Well, th- this is a case in point. Um, I, you know, had thought of the, the, the Ice Cube voice, but it was sort of me doing a falsetto. <laughs> and of course, when Tom Kenny comes in, it's like, wow! Now this is a living, breathing Ice Cube. And it was it was fun doing the session with them, with him and Jill, just to see what what pros they are. I mean, we only had. I think it was just two hours to record all that and the first bit was just, you know, finding his voice and he, you know, it's close enough and registered to SpongeBob that he kind of fell into that by accident and then found something else and uh, we kind of shaped something that really worked and Jill as well, like finding somebody from that era. I'm not distracted. I don't remember what the question was.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Character finding a voice. Oh yeah. So
2: you know, Tom just brought it to life so much. And and the thing about a great, great voice like um, Tom's, um, and I've worked with where I've been on movies where there've been other great voices, but some somebody like Tom's, then the animators get inspired. Like when Duncan Studio came in and did their animation, the foundation was already really laid for them. We have done a, a character model, and then they just, you know, plus it even more. It inspires them to do really good work.
1: And mm. I mean, yeah, it works because, you know, you're right, because you can maybe hear a little Spongebob in it, but it's. Just enough different, where I mean, I know who he is because, like I said, he's prolific, yeah. And um, but you hear it, and you're like, I, I know that guy, <laughs> but I think that's a tribute to any voiceover Absolutely. actor, and I think that's why they're so much better than um, celebrities who come in and do it. No, exactly, because and they have such a,
2: a range too. I mean, I could have gone you know even further away from SpongeBob, but this was this was engaging enough. It, it, it's amazing how prolific um, they are both Tom and Jill, uh, Tom Kenny, Jill, Jill Talley. I was just up in Milwaukee for their film festival, and one of the films there was Everything is Beautiful, which I encourage you to see, a Wayne White uh, documentary, and Wayne has done you know, art direction for um, Pee Wee's Playhouse, he's done all sorts of stuff, and including he did this, he art directed a Smash, Smashing Pumpkins video called Tonight Tonight, and I met Wayne at the festival there, and, and as we were talking, it dawned on me, oh my God, you actually cast Tom Kenny and Jill as leads in that, or you know at least mm-hmm. they were in the leads in that, in that production. As they are in Chile as well, so yeah, it's uh, he's he's so prolific that we even work together, and I don't even work. uh, (laughs) We even have people that work in common.
1: Yeah. So I hope Chile comes back because Uh, uh, it can be (laughs) reformed. We need a sequel. (laughs) Because, like, you know, know, I'll just I'll just reiterate one more time: you you should really see this movie because, um, man, the 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 Ice Cube. It sounds silly, but his his. Emotions are just amazing. Um,
2: it's really fun. I, I, I've been amazed to find out how engaging Chile is. I mean, I the, the sadist in me really did want to kill him <laughs> off. Because, you know, I knew it, it would uh, get a reaction, but um, people are so disappointed that that this you know Frank, our, our lead, has killed off Tom, uh, the Ice Cube, that uh, I've had people come up to me afterwards saying. Now, I wonder, is Chili in the bathtub, or can, is there any way that Chili is... Like, <laughs> yeah. can, you, can you bring him back?
1: <laughs> he didn't want anything bad to happen. Sorry. <laughs> Coffee,
0: if he just... Er- I didn't see. I, I didn't get to see it, but if he just evaporated, just, the sequel is <laughs> yeah, how he re really right. precipitates. We'll and go then to heaven and, <laughs> and rain, rain, rain down. And circle of life in Alaska, so he freezes again. Maybe still the circle <laughs> every, of life
2: uh, song and bring that in. Every
0: every ice cube ends up with just a little bit of chili in it. The, the, that's right.
2: That's, right. Aww, <laughs> that's cute. That is the heartwarming note I wanted you to <laughs> have. Uh, so is there a place
1: online where we can find you and check out maybe trailers for other movies or check out your other short films?
2: Yeah, if you go to colab.com, K-O-H-L-A-B.com. Uh We'll, uh, we, I think we have a website there. <laughs> we're busy making stuff. As you can tell, I'm not very good at marketing and stuff. But uh, when we get into our feature, there's going to be lots of stuff for that. Yeah. And hopefully we'll um, be able to generate some interest that way as well. Well, cool. I think you're you're great
1: at marketing. I was really engaged with what you had <laughs> <No>. to say. <laughs> Do you have something else, Brad? No. it's your really interviewing well. skills, guys. <laughs> uh, okay. Thanks so much for stopping by. Your movie was yeah, amazing. Was awesome. Thank really you was. so much. I Thank, appreciate you, it, man. Ryan. Thank, Thank you. That was really good. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Dylan, for stopping by. Um, you know, he, we found out that he worked for Disney, and he says, "Oh, I was I wasn't that important there." <laughs> I know. And then when we talked to Raphael afterwards, he says, "No, dude, he like invented all this stuff for." Uh, oh, fuck. What um, did he do? Do you remember?
0: It, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but it was about the um like the this, the this CG kind of stuff that they were yeah. doing. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's it's important, all, yeah.
1: and he he downplayed it, but it's really important. Yeah. Um. So you can check out all his stuff.
0: And just the fact, because he was so soft spoken about everything. Yeah, that and he was—he right. so was—he nice. was at Disney for a long time, and has you know worked at all these other animation studios on big movies. When we had breakfast with him, he was telling us about it, and we're like, "Oh man!" And he just, you know, he's just cool about it. He's like, hey, "Whatever, yeah, that's
1: what I did." Yeah, like it's nothing. Um, you can go to collab. dot com. It's k o h l a b. dot com. Slash chili, and I'll tell you all about it. It's a tell of woe and modern refrigeration. Um, you should definitely check it out. I remember when we got the program, and it had just a little ice cube, like, waving. I said, I don't know what this is about, but it's a cute little ice cube and a horror festival. I want to see it. Yeah. And it's really cool, and it's dark, and you should check it out.
0: Yeah, see if it, if there's ever going to be a showing near you, or, or if he ever does put it up online. Just keep your eyes out.
1: You know. Yeah, and his his film is Collab Films, and they have a bunch of guys who work for him, and he's really cool he talks about how he set up you just listened to it he talked about how he set up shots and i loved it yeah so you should check it out it's a little short thanks Dylan. dylan we appreciate it good guy